And another edition of Move Your... <coughs> Sorry, Mom. Is over, but the dancing hasn't stopped. You have one more workout. Goes a little something like this. Here we go. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is the show about food, you see. Food and culture, and restaurants popping up all around town. We're going to hear about a restaurant that's going to be a restaurant soon. It's going to magically become a restaurant. It's making the journey. It's going to complete the transition soon from pop-up meals to a 6 by 10 food cart to a full-fledged restaurant in just a few weeks. It's called The Lunchroom, and we'll hear more about that in just a moment. Meantime, mentioning that the lunchroom is all vegan, well, chutney is a food that can be all vegan. If you don't know, it's a family of condiments from South Asian cuisine that usually contains some mixture of spices, vegetables, and or fruits. There are many varieties, including mint, tamarind, coconut, onion, prune, tomato, red chili, green chili, mango, lime, garlic, chutney, chutney, all kinds of chutney, and music. Yes, as a matter of fact, there is a kind of music called chutney. It's a form of music indigenous to the Southern Caribbean, popular in Guyana, Trinidad, and Suriname. It derives elements from traditional Indian music and popular Trinidadian soca. And we're going to hear a little bit of that right now, as a matter of fact. Chutney music originally started out in the 1940s in temples, wedding houses, and cane fields of the Indo-Caribbean. There were no recordings until 1958, but that has all changed. Get ready for the Chutney Bacchanal. One more workout for you before we get into the meal. This is from a collection called Soka Party 4, and you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. This is 
That's your Pandora's Lunchbox workout for today. That was a fellow by the name of Hilton Dalzell Jr. on a various artist collection called Soka Party 4 on the Coral Sounds Studio label. That is the Chutney Bacchanal. Well, speaking of food that can be vegan, as a matter of fact, there can be a whole restaurant that is vegan, and it can, and it can in fact, be in Ann Arbor and will be soon. If you've gone to Mark's Carts behind the downtown Holman Garden, there are a number of carts, all kinds of food, Indian food, there's Mexican food, there's Asian street food, there's all kinds of food there. Food based around beets, B-E-E-T-S, all kinds of food. And there have been two graduates from Mark Cart, Mark's Carts who have gone on to form their own restaurants. One is Eat, which is now over on Packard, not far from Stadium. And the second one is opening very soon. The lunchroom is making that transition. They're almost about to complete the transition from a pop-up place to a 6 by 10 cart at Mark's Carts to a full-service restaurant. And I just spoke to Phyllis Engelbert, who with her business partner, Joel Pinozo, is getting it all together. So the lunchroom is about to get a lot bigger. And when does that start? Right. It's uh, certainly has grown since its days as a food cart. And we hope to open in just a few weeks here, maybe the third or so week of July. And I'm sure there are a lot of changes from a 6 by 10 food cart compared to a a full-service restaurant. What are some of the things people will see when they walk in the door? Um, Well, they'll see tables and chairs that they can sit at, which is different than the food cart. They'll see a lot more staff people working with us. Um, They'll see a much bigger menu. They'll see a really beautiful interior space that our architects from Synecdoche have been working hard to put together for us. They'll see a custom-built counter and custom-built 
banquette and tables and uh, they'll, if they wander outside they'll see two pretty outdoor seating areas. And does that include a, a big bakery shelf? It does. Uh, in our counter is an eight foot long bakery display that has it's four shelves deep. So we plan on every day we're baking our own bread. So we'll have various loaves of bread for sale. We'll have our full array of cookies. We'll have soft pretzels and brownies and tarts and uh, mini pies and uh, cake and cupcakes and all sorts of goodies. some of the differences in the menu from the uh, little food cart which still produced a lot of food right and the big restaurant that's going to produce even more food right so one thing is that there's more options because we have more space and more capability of producing and um, serving up food so for instance we'll have two types of soups we're starting with pozole on the menu which is a traditional Mexican chili hominy soup and we'll also have miso soup on the menu which is sort of a much lighter vegetable miso based Asian soup. Um, we'll have three salads at any given time, we'll have um, four or five sandwiches on the menu and then probably another five entrees in addition to the bakery and the drinks and um, lots of side dishes. So. Um, one, one big difference is more items, another big difference is they can be made to order. We can do veggie burgers, which we call satanic sliders because of the satan in them, um, to order. We can make pizza to order, things like that. So this kind of comes back to the idea that you've decided to make vegan food a mission for yourself. Is that pretty much fair to say? Well. I guess I would say that um, my business partner Joel and I have decided to make food and community kind of our life's work and we both happen to be vegan so that's the way we cook and that's the way we think. So it's not necessarily a vegan mission, it's uh, it's food and community mission that happens to be vegan and so um, that just presents a whole lot of opportunities for us in terms of dreaming up and cooking uh, delicious food. Well, it makes me think some people who might not be familiar with vegan food or might not have tried a lot of vegan food might think, oh, isn't that limited because you can't do this and you can't do that. But as you're saying, uh, once you start looking at the possibilities, it's pretty endless, isn't it? It is. And, like, and, and we produce everything ourselves from scratch. All of our sauces and gravies and dressings and even our own uh, cheeses and uh, seitan uh, meats, if you will, so we're not buying any of the prefab stuff. We make um, a cashew cheese spread, and we make a nacho cheese sauce, and we make a tapioca and coconut milk base um, sliceable and meltable cheese that we put on our burgers and on our pizza. It's kind of like mozzarella. Um, we make our own seitan chorizo, which is uh, based in it's uh, red beans and gluten and um, spices and lemon juice and, and nutritionally things like that and, and you roll it up and it makes and you steam it and you saute it and it makes a, a spicy chewy chorizo roll and we make our own uh, uh, you know we make a sausage patty basically that's also um, 
it uses sage and gluten and it's um, you know you can use it uh, in sausage biscuits and gravy so there's there's a lot of possibilities but we kind of have thought about foods from around the world that we really like so like we make our own jambalaya we make our own um, tacos and pozole we make our own pho and banh mi sandwiches and um, we have a, a slew of new Indian dishes on the menu now so um, we're doing our own Indian coleslaw and we're doing alu gobi and things like that so there really are once you you think broadly uh, the options for vegan cooking are endless So, food tasting, how, when you taste test, how do you figure those things out? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, we might decide that, you know, we want to make jambalaya and see how it goes. So, like, I would start out by researching jambalaya recipes, finding them in books, finding them online, asking friends, reading them, thinking about what sounds good in them, and then kind of culling pieces from here and there and putting together a vegan recipe, and then cooking it up. And then having a bunch of people over and say, what do you think about this? You know, how could it be improved? The texture, the flavor, the heat, the, you know, the array of vegetables, the okra, how is it all? And then get feedback and then go back to the drawing board and tweak the recipe and make it again for another, for either, you know, same people, other people until it gets rave reviews and we're satisfied with it ourselves. Sounds exciting. It is. It's really, really creative and fun. I mean, it's like probably like making art or making music or, you know, writing a story or building a cabinet. It's kind of like you, you, you take all your creative energies and you put them into this product that you can be proud of. And pretty soon other people are going to get to share in this. Yeah, we are so looking forward to this. I mean, Joel and I started out on this journey three years ago thinking about our fantasy vegan cafe and uh, decided to kind of go about it stepwise, started cooking for our friends, did a series of pop-up meals at retail establishments, did the food cart, um, we've done some catering, we recently catered a wedding, and now moving into a restaurant space, which is, you know, it's a big deal, it's a lot of work, it's kind of daunting, it's a little bit like having a baby. And uh, you plan, you plan, you plan, and then the big day comes, and there's probably a lot of tweaking to go on even after that. And construction continues. That's right. Um, right now, you can hear in the background, we're building planter boxes to line the edges of our outdoor seating area at the edge of the Carytown Courtyard. I hope everyone will come visit us when we open. It will be a welcoming place. You can come as you are, you can come as a single person and sit at the meandering lunch counter. You can watch us cook. You can talk to us. We'll have an open line and an open kitchen. You can come with friends. You can push our two tops together and, you know, six of you can come in at once or you can um, get a cozy table for two. And, um, you know, we're also offering carryout. So if you're one of those people who has to grab a quick bite and get back to work, We'll serve you quickly. Uh, we'll be open for breakfast on Farmer's Market Wednesdays and Saturdays and brunch on Sundays. And uh, those are meals that we're 
we're really looking forward to. We have a full new menu for breakfast and brunch and we're excited to share it. Thank you to Phyllis Engelbert. Just chatted with her recently. Phyllis Engelbert and Joe Panozo are getting ready to start their full-service restaurant, The Lunch Room, at, in the Carytown Shops area. And it will be serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So look out for that. There is a website, thelunchroomA2.com. They have a Facebook page, and you can find out more about it. So we were just hearing underneath the lunchroom music, by the way, a little bit of Fats Waller. So you should probably know that coming up at 7 in just under 15 minutes, Arwolf and Face the Music, it's going to be the last in the series he's been doing about the music of Fats Waller. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. And we've been hearing a bit of a Fats Waller tune called Stop Pretending. In the meantime, the lunchroom has inspired me to find, and also because this show coincidentally has a name of Pandora's Lunchbox to find a song with the most references to the word lunchbox in it without really being overt about it. So we're going to hear a little Johnny Cash now and get out your lunchbox scorecards. And every time you hear the word lunchbox go, Yahoo! That's probably not it. Johnny, Johnny, no, 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 not a boy named Sue. I know you want to do that soon. Let's, uh, let's see about, uh, one song at a time here. Here we go. One song at a time. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry. Cause I always wanted me one that was long and black. One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in a lunchbox in my hand. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm gonna ride around in style, I'm gonna drive everybody wild, cause I'll have the only one there is around. So the very next day when I punched in with my big lunchbox and with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox full of gear. I've never considered myself a thief, but GM wouldn't miss just one little piece, especially if I strung it out over several years. The first day I got me a fuel pump, and the next day I got me an engine and a trunk, then I got me a transmission and all the chrome. The little things I could get in my big lunch box, like nuts and bolts and all four shocks, but the big stuff we snuck out my buddy's mobile home. Now up to now my plan went all right till we tried to put it all together one night and that's when we noticed that something was definitely wrong. The transmission was a 53 and the motor turned out to be a 73 and when we tried to put in the bolts all the holes were gone. So we drilled it out so that it would fit and with a little bit of help from an adapter kit we had that engine running just like a song. 
Now the headlights, there was another sight. We had two on the left and one on the right. But when we pulled out the switch, all three of them come on. The back end looked kind of funny too, but we put it together and when we got through, well that's when we noticed that we only had one tail fin. About that time my wife walked out and I could see in her eyes that she had her doubts, but she opened the door and said, honey, take me for a spin. So we drove uptown just to get the tags and I headed to ride on down main drag. I could hear everybody laughing for blocks around. But up there at the courthouse, they didn't laugh Cause to type it up, it took the whole staff And when they got through, the title weighed 60 pounds I got it one piece at a time And it didn't cost me a dime You'll know it's me when I come through your town I'm gonna ride around in style I'm gonna drive everybody wild Cause I'll have the only one there is around uh, yeah, Red Rider, this is the Cottonmouth in the Psycho Billy Cadillac, come on. Oh, uh, this is the Cottonmouth, and negatory on the cost of this machine there, Red Rider. You might say I went right up to the factory and picked it up, it's cheaper that way. Uh, what model is it? Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobile. It's a 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69. I had one of those before, or 17 of them, really. That was Johnny Cash in one piece at a time. And he said lunchbox several times, and that's good enough for me. More than good enough, really. This is Pandora's lunchbox. And I want you to I want you to know something about plays and pies. This weekend, the Ann Arbor Civic Theater is presenting its annual weekend of new works called The Plays the Thing. That's tomorrow and Saturday. Eight new plays will be given a staged reading with the playwrights in attendance, a discussion with the audience. Playwright and directors will follow each performance. These will be performed at the A2CT Studio Theater on Ann Street. Because this is a food show, I'm obliged to tell you that one of the plays is called Lemonade Lagoon and that it's being performed on Saturday at 8 p.m. But you can see the full schedule of all eight plays at a2ct.org. In addition, the Ann Arbor Civic Theater is having a pie contest this Sunday from 2 to 5 p.m. at Wolverine State Brewing Company on West Stadium Boulevard. All that information is at a2ct.org. And all the pie you'll ever want is in this song right here by Ella Fitzgerald. Animosity prevailed upon the stage. Animosity prevailed upon the stage. That's right. And here's Ella Fitzgerald. Pitootie pie. Pitootie pie. You're my pitootie, sugar fruity, dreamy pie. And crave your special jam. Mm, you underrated, solidated Superman. And every girl who passes just looks and hollers, ooh, like flies caught in. Pitootie pie 
tutti pie You're such a tasty hunk of pastry Me oh my Just an, almost enough time to count to seven. Seven o'clock being Arwell, Face the Music, and more music of Fats Waller. But that was Louis Jordan and Ella Fitzgerald and Patootie Pie. Well, there's just enough time for me to mess up one more segue. Let's see how I do on that one. But just before we go, I want to mention Top of the Park is still going on. Uh, maybe Top of the Pond right now, but we'll see how that goes. It's raining men in buckets out there. But also this weekend, the annual German Park Picnic is this Saturday at the German Park Recreation Club on Pontiac Trail, about three miles from Ann Arbor. The picnic has been going on since 1938, nonstop, day in, day out. The gate will be open from 4 to 9 p.m. this Saturday. Park closes at 11 p.m. You can find out about admission and all that stuff on the interwebs, your friend. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least as long, and we're going to end with a song about beer in German. What do you know? I don't play this song enough. I only play it, I think, every other week. This is the Comedian Harmonists. They're waiting in the wings. They've got their umbrellas. they got their galoshes, and they're ready to go. This is Let's Have Another Beer. Now, why don't you lift a lamp or whatever you've got next to you and sing along. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Kinder, kommt und seid gemütlich, jetzt ist es gerade so nett. Kinder, kommt und seid doch friedlich, tanken könnt ihr euch im Bett. Ich hab noch das Geld für die Miete bei mir, der Hauswirt kann warten, Herr Ober, ein Bier. Erst trinken wir noch ein, erst trinken wir noch ein, und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Erst trinken wir noch ein, erst trinken wir noch ein, und dann machen wir eine Pause. Und in der Pause vergessen wir eine Wurst, denn nach so einer Wurst kriegt man immer wieder so Dann trinken wir noch ein, dann trinken wir noch ein, und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Wir her, wir her, oder ich. 
Fall und Kinder, ach, wie schön war's früher, da hat man doch noch gelebt. Heut kommt der Gerichtsvollzieher, der blaue Vögelchen klebt. Doch schleppt er auch weg unser Prachtgrammophon. Das Lied, worauf's ankommt, das kennen wir ja schon. Jetzt trinken wir noch eins, jetzt trinken wir noch eins, und dann gehen wir noch nicht nach Hause. Jetzt trinken wir noch eins, jetzt trinken wir noch eins, und dann machen wir eine Pause. Und in der Pause, da ist mir ne Wurst, denn nach so ne Wurst kriegt man immer wieder durch. Hm. Dann trinken wir noch eins, dann trinken wir noch eins, fellows know how to have a good time. It's almost 7 o'clock. I want to say that when I peered out the window nervously a minute ago, it wasn't raining quite so hard over here. But just a few minutes ago when I was trying to make it over here without having every single thing on me completely saturated with rainwater, it was kind of a, a tricky proposition. A lot of rain falling in this area and hopefully it's going to subside for a little while. We've had widespread flooding in Ann Arbor, and I hope that you're comfortable and safe and stuff. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're Radio Free Ann Arbor, experimental experiential radio from the University of Michigan run by students with lots of community involvement. That's what Mike and I are doing here both. We also are U of M staff. And we hope you're feeling good. I've got one more hour of music of Fats Waller. This is the ninth and final hour dedicated to Fats Waller for the spring and summer of 2013. By the end of this hour, I will divulge the scheme for the next few shows. But right now, it's time to step back to 1937 for the first and a pair of piano solos. I think two of Fats Waller's finest recorded piano solos. He is very fond of the um, compositions of Vincent Yeomans. This is probably Vincent Yeomans' most famous melody, T for Two, played by Thomas Waller. 